0: Hey, good night. This is Reverend Core Morris with Talk About Podcast. And this is the launch of season two. So if you want to hear what I've been up to and hear my plans for this season, then stick around. We're going to be getting into it right away. Okay, so... First of all, I want to say thanks to all the listeners from season one of Talk About. And I want to list the countries that are the top 12 countries that have been listening to this podcast. And of course, Jamaica is ranked number one. So thanks to all the homesters who have been listening to Talk About. Um, second, it's the United States, followed by the United Kingdom. Then Brazil, Ireland, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Netherlands, Zambia, Canada, Singapore, Poland and Switzerland. So those those rank as the top countries that have been listening to the podcast. And I want to say um, thank you for listening to the podcast and the top applications that persons have been listening to the podcast through the Apple fans and uh, anchor podcast along with what's this overcast and spotify Uh, those are the top applications that were used to download or listen to this podcast and I want to say I really appreciate it Um, so I was away for about a year and during that time my wife gave birth to a beautiful baby girl I really wanted a boy I'm gonna be honest with you but I love this baby girl so much and it just allowed me to have to concede that Jesus always knows what's best. We think we know what's best. We think we know what we want. But Jesus definitely knows what we want. And he gave that to me. Her name is Nevea Destiny Morris. So um, she's the addition to the family. So just in case this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be wondering what is talk about now it's christian so it's a christian podcast right so it will surround the teachings of jesus christ at its core that's that's what it's built on it's built around teachings of jesus christ and predominantly i believe it will be um christian based discussions and it will be of two types two natures in each episode I could say they would fall into one of the following two categories, right, in season two. And that's, it's either going to be an episode that has, it's, it's predominantly focused on a call to action. And what do I mean by a call to action? It's a, It has a message at the core and it's calling you to respond in heart or behavior. And it will probably sound more like a sermon, a Bible study, a discussion. And it will be a bit more on the preachy side. So there'll be episodes in season two that are geared towards a call in action. There'll also be some that are academic or doctrinal. Now, these episodes will deal with things that are that based around teachings that help you to teach or help you to understand the Bible better. And this will also introduce or include book reviews and I'll also highlight some tools that I use even starting in this episode. I'm going to highlight some tools that I use um, to help me to learn or to retain that which I read. And as I said, it might be something you might want to use or you might want to use, but this would be a bit more teachy. So it might not be dealing with something that has to do with your heart or your behavior in a sense. But it might just be knowledge based, right? So that's that's so the episodes are gonna be mainly in that line, or it might be a bit of both. But however, I want the messages, especially the call to actions, I want these messages. Um the, 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 these messages will be contextual in nature, right? And according to David Helm in his book Expositional Preaching, how we speak God's Word Today by crossword publishing this little book i must say i got it on the logos bookship in 2017 when it docked in montego bay jamaica while i was still um past uh, the associate pastor the assistant and youth director at the moving church of god and in this book um he 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 deals with the issue of contextualization and i'm going to read from page 16 Um, And he says, what do I mean by contextualization in preaching? In simple terms, contextualization in preaching is communicating the gospel message in ways that are understandable or appropriate to the listener's cultural context. In other words, contextualization is concerned with us and now. It is committed to relevance and application for today. So, it, 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 and he it goes on to say a lot more, which I can't get into the entire book. But he's going to say a lot more. But what it means is that where you are, it should mean something to you. And I'm going to have an affiliate link to the book in the episode notes so that you can grab a copy of Amazon if you desire. Now, if you do purchase it on Amazon, if you do buy it through the affiliate link, um, a small portion of the purchase cost will be sent to me to support this podcast. So please, I would appreciate it if you do buy the book and you buy it through my link. All right. So who would I recommend the book for, though, if you are going to buy it? um, I haven't completely read the book in its entirety, but you can buy it. If you know a preacher or a pastor in your life or if you share, if you do Sunday school and you're going to share uh, you, are, you, you know, a youth pastor, maybe a ladies, there's a ladies ministry person who preaches every now and then there's a lay evangelist or somebody who is teaching because contextualization just means that you're bringing the text to the here and now. Right. So you're making Jonah relevant to us now. Um, whether it's how you're gonna um, apply what you have learned in the text to today, or you make the text um, speak in a language that today's um, today's people, those who are alive today, it, it fits into what they're experiencing and what God wants them to understand in this cultural context, right? So that's kind of what it means. It's I'm giving a very short synopsis of of the the, the, the term contextualization but that's what i want to do in this season is to help to contextualize um, the messages and the call to actions and i think i might have been doing that from last last set of time when i posted now for those of you who are um you know this is your first time here Uh, i want you to know that I want to know a little bit something about myself. So I'm going to sell a little bit something about myself. Okay, so who is Corey Morris? Uh, So I'm going to sell a little bit about myself. Now, when I am a learner and I am a reader, I always say to God, Lord, I am still willing to learn. So I don't want God to give up on me in case I haven't learned some stuff that I should learn. So I always say, God, I'm a learner. So I'm a learner and a reader. I grew up in a Christian home. And after years of struggling with the faith, I finally came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In my, I would want to say, I got baptized in my teenage years, but I'm not sure I was fully, fully comprehend what I was doing. I think in my early 20s, I was a lot more conscious of what I was doing. And I came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ i am a graduate of the university of technology and the university of the west indies and i'm also a graduate of bethel bible college of the caribbean uh, my certification range from a diploma in telecom diploma in telecommunications to a degree in management studies and a degree in theology minor in counseling now while working in the telecommunications sector as an executive i felt led by god to leave and just give my life to god in doing things that add value to his kingdom so after nearly 10 years working with one company I left and went to seminary so for the last seven years I have been active in pastoral ministry in one form or another also at the same time I, I became involved with two theological institutions Bethel and North Coast School of Ministries now at North Coast I was the academic Dean or uh, I think I was acting, not sure I was confirmed, uh, but I was I was sitting in the capacity of academic academic dean at North Coast. However, when I was appointed two churches in the New Testament um in 2018, I had to give up teaching at the North Coast and try to focus on pastoral work. So that's a little bit about me. And as you follow the podcast, I'm sure you'll hear something more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's my system? So I use a little system whenever I'm going to study and I I want to use that system in this season to ensure that whatever I'm going to talk about, I would have gone through it. So there's a little system that I use and you can hear my system. You don't have to follow it. But I am a reader, as I said earlier, and I've had a ton of books throughout the course of my life. In fact, I grew up reading when I was a child, in order to encourage me to read, my father gave me comic books to read. And it's not comics like in the comic strip. I'm talking about very serious comic books, like you know. Most of us are, are aware of the the Marvel universe, the DC universe. You know about Superman, Batman. You know about all of these 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 fantasy fantasy based characters that that have been created um over the last decades, couple of decades probably from the 1940s. So I grew up reading comic books in my as as in my formative years right so that's what he did to spur me on to read i'm not sure that was the best thing to do Um, not sure but it it got me reading and i've been a reader since then so i think at one point i gave over a hundred books to the north coast school of ministries right and that's not to say that i read them i just had them right so i have i've 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 always been associated with, with books When God called me and when I felt the pull of God, I traded my comic books for books about him and about the Christian life and the Christian kingdom. I still have tons of books. One of the problems I would have is after I read a book, I just couldn't see myself returning to the book. And when I talk about reading a book, now I'm talking about physical books, like even the book Express. Positional Preaching, How We Speak God's Word by David Helm. It's actually a physical book I have in my hand. And you're going to see why I'm saying it's a physical book. So when I talk about books, I'm talking about physical books. And I would use highlighters and I highlight them or use a ruler with a pen and, and underline something. I'd write in the margin. In my Bibles, you'd see writings in the margin. I'd use page markers. But I never really went back to review the highlights and my notes, they were just there, and if I gave away the book, the information went to the book. Apart from the Bibles, because if I read back the Bible, I might, I might see another part. So you read your Bible, you know, you read back the gospel according to john you read back you read back these books so if it's a bible it might work but every now and then your bible get raggedy so sometimes you upgrade to a new bible right so the information would always be stuck in that physical book and chances are if the book get destroyed whatever revelation i got it was destroyed in the physical book or it's trapped in the physical book because i don't go back to reading it and that's that's how it was i also write a lot i have a I have dozens of notebooks. I mean, I just have dozens of notebooks filled with notes as God gives me insight into his words. I'm a believer that if you don't create notes, you didn't really read the book with understanding. So I set up two systems to seek to create digital notes and digital highlights. So I started this system about a year ago. I started to figure out this system and I don't know if I'm going to get into it a lot on this podcast. You can go on YouTube if you're inclined, but but I'm just telling you my system for creating notes that I might use in this podcast, right? So first let me talk about digital notes before I talk about digital highlighters. So for digital notes, it's it's quite simple. And what I do is I use any note taking application that works on multiple operating systems. And what I mean by that, I mean, I'll use an, an application that will work on Android and Windows and Apple iOS and these apps would t- typically be the, 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 the notion there's an app called notion if you don't know what these are don't pressure yourself I'm just telling you what I do when I'm capturing notes so I'd use an app called notion or I'd use one called Google keeps or I'd use OneNote or I use Evernote so these are like the three note-taking apps that I use for my digital notes and why these? Because they are free and they sync between platforms. So that means once they are downloaded on any of the devices, right? So if it's a Windows desktop and I have Notion on my Windows desktop and I also have Notion on my Android phone, whenever I create a note it on the Windows desktop, it pops up on all my, the devices that I have that application on. So it's just simply, it syncs between all the devices. So if I did something on my desktop and I go somewhere and I wanted to to, to to see the note, it, it, it syncs on the other device. So it will be on my phone, it will be wherever I am. Except for Evernote. Now Evernote limits you to about two or three devices unless you pay, so I'm talking about free apps, right? So these are the free apps that I use. And the notes for this episode is created in an app called Notion. Also, when, when I created it on my desktop, I'm sure that it's on my iPod because my iPod is signed up and synced to the internet, right? So it has to have internet service. It doesn't just magi- magically pop up in it. So that's how I do my note-taking. I use digital notes in order to capture my information because most times my information are contained in my notebooks. Like your notebooks at high school, where are those? If you are probably 25 and older, you probably can't find your high school notebooks. Um, They are burnt. They're gone somewhere else. And maybe you drew something in the back of one of those books. But where is it? So I like to have digital notes. And I know that's not a foolproof system, but that's how I take my notes and how I am able to structure my thoughts for this podcast. And let me say this. I mean, I'm just going to be candid. I tried to start this podcast about for about... Two hours I kept speaking and I just was going to, I just said, I'm going to start a podcast. I did it last year. I'm going to start. So I'm just going to do an episode and I could not go through one section of the podcast because I kept, could not, I just couldn't just sit down and just talk, 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 talk. It just didn't seem structured. And so I just to spend some time. I just type up what I'm, I'm typing up. And I'm actually reading from an outline for the podcast, right? So it helps, right? So digital notes help. It helps to formulate the ideas and the structure of what you're talking about. And that, that's who I want to focus this, this season where it is necessary. To have the ideas synced, formulated, and structured. And pass on the revelations that I've received whatever I'm going to discuss it's in a structured format for those who will listen alright so that's my digital note-taking system right now for highlighting whenever I read because it's always important to read it's it's not easy to share if you have not been reading a reader is a thinker and when when person spend a lot of time reading and not just reading anything whenever you're a Christian it's good to read it's good to read your Bible and it's also good to read books that surround the Bible. And why is it good to read books surrounding the Bible? We're in a season where we, our best friends and the people we have access to might not be the greatest spiritual thinkers. But you have persons who would have spent time in the Word and they would have written down what they have gotten from the Word and they have a book. So you might not have the person, but you have the book that contains the ideas of the person so whenever you read the book it's like you're walking with the person and you know what it says um you know good company good company i don't know any i don't have any saying on good company almost all the things i have is on bad company but good company helps to to create good habits right you walk with good company you create good habits if there isn't a saying i just created one right there so when you read the book you're walking with the individual and spending time with them and you're creating good habits right so it's important that we read a reader is a thinker right you, when you're not reading somebody else is thinking for you I guarantee you it and whenever you read sometimes people don't understand your views and they think oh you're thinking too you're thinking outside of the box and you're not functioning like one of the other drones. why because you're reading and the more you read is the more you expand your knowledge and you see things in a in a different light right the persons who read the Bible are not normal because you're spending time with God's disciples and God's apostles and God's chosen people who helped to create the scriptures. So a reader is a thinker. Anybody who isn't reading is a drone. And I believe that that's why the church is the way it is. Because almost every church is a reflection of the pastor. And it can be a good thing, right? It can be a good thing. But then it cannot be a good thing because you must also want to encounter God and understand God by spending time with God. Because as I was reading today, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh and the word was with God and the word was God. I think I jumped, jumped when I said the word was flesh. But it does say that the word was flesh and it dwelt among men, right? So the word the Word dwelt among, so the word was walking with man. So if you want to walk with the word, read the word, right? So the word became flesh and dwelt among men. But when it ascended, the word went back to its, its original State. So if I want to walk with the word, I need to read the word. And when you walk with the word, you're gonna have insights that's bigger than just you know, just becoming a drone and just yes, master. You know, and 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 that's how I see it. Read because the more you read, the more you understand. I'm not gonna say read anything, I'm not gonna say to go read Black History Month, I'm not gonna tell tell you to go read the tech reviews or whatever it is. You can, but that's not what should be your formative um source material let the bible and the reference books be your source i love reference books um i love reading books that deal with the, the doctrines i'm not a big fan of reading a book and it's a spiritual book i want to start with this Says last week me and mary jane was at the coffee shop i'm not a big reader in that but i love to read books that just it just deals with the information the raw information so be a reader all right so that's my that's my digital notes how i do digital notes now let me talk about digital highlights okay so we're talking about a system i use whenever i'm gonna seek to do these podcasts or what 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 is it these podcasts are built off what is it my preaching and my teaching is built off so it's built off reading right so i i i primarily read the bible but but I read other books so we're gonna jump into my digital highlighting system that helps to fuel some of the information that you'll be receiving throughout these podcasts now this is gonna be a little bit more complicated than a digital notes right so we all kind of understand that or device you can type on your device whether you didn't understand that you can sync between devices you'd have known that you can type stuff cause you, you might have interacted with Microsoft Word or some other type of typing um, device. If it's even WhatsApp, you know, Facebook, you understand, we can type things and it is kept on the on the 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 the, the, the cloud or kept on the internet. But however, digital highlighting is a bit more complicated. All right. Now, let me start by saying when I when I recently started reading on a Kindle, because I started to do my reading now on a kindle that's a little device it's like a tablet but it's just its only function is to allow you to read books so that's that's amazon makes them there's others out there i'm not remembering there's others other than the kindle there is something else that's out there that's done by other persons that you can read on it now you can also download the kindle app on a device you don't have to buy a kindle you can download a kindle app on your android phone your ipad There's even one on my desktop, which is a Windows desktop. Now, what is a Kindle? It it allows you to read electronic books. So for most mainstream books, the people who are publishing them, they also publish them on Amazon. So there's a soft copy that you can purchase or get for free or at a discounted cost online. So a lot of persons are buying books soft copies of book because wherever you go you bring your library with you right whenever you have a uh, an electronic device that stores your library it it, it it with with a small amount of memory you can host um thousands and tens of thousands of books so i started to read on my kindle and i also have it linked to my other devices as i said so when i read on my kindle I came to find out that when I highlight my books, so if I'm reading the King James Version, when I highlight on my King James Version, there are ways that the app pulls these highlights and bring them into, a, into an area or a section on the app, or let me say a database on the app that I can go back and if I click on my King James Version, I can see all the highlights that I would have highlighted in that book. So it's kept there and it's easily transferable. It's not like when I highlight in, let's say I got this wonderful book from a student called Systematic Theology from by Wayne Grudem. And she gave me this book after I taught her at Bethel, a very expensive book. I always wanted this book and she gave it to me. Wow, I want to say thanks to her. I won't call her name online, but she gave, the, gave me this book. And there's so much things I've highlighted in that book and I would have tagged that book. But whenever I go anywhere, I don't bring it because it's a huge book, right? But when you, if I had it on my Kindle and I highlighted it, then I could go into the database and I could see all my highlights in that database. So it's always there. Now, I started in December of last year. That's basically about six months. And I currently have over 419 highlights from the King James Bible only. I'm not talking about other books, right? And it's my most highlighted book, the King James Version. I'm I'm a King James fan. In the last six months. Now, my second most highlighted book is the book I finished a few days ago. It's Pastor and Prayer by E.M. Bonds. Why and How Pastors Should Pray. It's a book, as I said, by this guy, gentleman by the name of E.M. Bonds. And I will review this book in the future. Now, so that's it. So I read on my Kindle and I highlight I'm highlighting stuff, I'm writing notes, and it's captured into a easily accessible um what you want to say no database. No, however, I I, I do a follow-up because I subscribe to another app called ReadWise. So so ReadWise is an app that stores my highlight in a more aesthetic, a more pleasant it's just it's better designed than Kindle, right? So the Kindle app is free. So, you know, when a thing is free, it, 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 it's it's functional, but it's not aesthetic. It doesn't look as, as good. It doesn't look as appealing to the, the eyes as, say, the, 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 the Kindle app. So, I have this app, which is called ReadWise, and it allows me to receive reviews every day from my highlights. So, I can set that every day um, I have to do six highlights. And it what it does is it keeps a streak as the motivation for your reading. So currently I'm at I think 93 days that I've highlighted at least six, six of my highlights. Now the highlights does not have to be from the day before. It goes through the database of highlights that I would have created over the last six months and it randomly picks out six things that I would have highlighted and it picks it out from six books and it presents them to me and I read it and I click the next, I click next. And I can also create questions, I can cre- create different things. But what it does is it, it is allowing me to keep on reviewing the things that I would have read over the period of time that I was reading on my Kindle. And um, so now I can view my highlights on my Kindle I know you can do that without Readwise, but Readwise allows you to sync it. Let me say this again, because I'm reading and I think I messed it up. No, you can you can view your highlights on your Kindle without Readwise. So You don't have to go spend money to subscribe to Readwise. That's not the point I'm making. I'm just trying to show you the system that I do. But the thing with Readwise also is that it allows me to sync from web browsers and a multiplicity of other applications. So if I'm reading an article on the web, on the web and I highlight it, using another app that I have, it's all sinking into the Readwise database. So I keep seeing back stuff I would have read over the last couple of months because I started the Readwise things a couple of months ago. So it keeps coming back. And there's so it allows me to keep on engaging with what I would have read over a period of time, which I would not have been able to have done in my earlier Christian years. Once I read it, it's in a book, a notebook in the back, it's in the back of the book I was reading or it's inside of the book but this application allows me to keep going back over the information and it's something that's called active recall I think and that's when you keep on people call it memory tracing and you keep saying this stuff over and over again so that you don't forget what you read so that's kind of like my system and I, I will I will talk about how pastors in the future I'll talk about how pastors may be able to leverage this to help retain what they have been reading, and you know, but in the future, I'll go more in depth in it if 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 God's willing. Because what's the point? And the start with you, what's the point of reading and highlighting and taking notes? You never are able to recall. Right? So, what's the point in doing that? What's the point in okay, you read you read something and it's in it's in it's in the book of Habakkuk that you jot down something up there, but you never see it come back before you, you never see that thought come back before you. And that doesn't make any sense. So it's good when we create systems that help us to remember what we would have written. And it's not bad. Listen, I'm not going to say I'm not, it's not bad because even God would have said, "Write it on the, 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 the write it on the frontlets and write." When when God was saying that they should remember the law. He said that they must find creative ways of putting the law in places that they keep on encountering it. So they keep on remembering it. So there are systems that we can do to help not to allow our information on the revelation God has given to us to just be in some book in a box somewhere where a cockroach is making, taking it to make the nest or some moth is eating it for their breakfast. Are there some eggs hatching there that's comfortable or mice or whatever it's good when you have a system that is able to, for you to interact and that's my system right and hopefully this system will help in order to bring across the points and bring across the ideas and I want to do a little bit more um, citation than I did last season right I want to be able to cite like if I did something and I read something from EM bonds that I think was very interesting I really want to talk about. I mean, I read that book. I want to read six books this year, at least. Not including my Bible. um, But I want to read. And that's the first book I read this year. So I want to get some more um, off the table. And I I really want to do a review with this E.M. Bonds book for all listeners. And I have all the highlights. It's in the Readwise app. And it's synced to some other apps in case that app goes down. But some real interesting things about pastors and praying. And you don't have to be a pastor to hear this anybody can hear it. So hopefully one day I'm going to be able to drop that, that review of that book. It was a very good book, powerful book. Right. And I want to also add something that for me personally, one of the reasons I kind of jump on the Kindle is because theology isn't, it's a niche, it's a niche, it's a niche demography for want of a better word. That means it's probably not the biggest selling set of books each year on Amazon. So I was able to like, get about 200 free books on my Kindle, right? And you can probably get it on the Kindle app. So if you have the Kindle app, just type in free, free Christian books or free doctrine books and just list them. I just scrolling through thousands of thousands of books that are free. I think I got the E.M. Barnes book free from Amazon. Um, It's just free. They just give them all for free because some of them have, 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 They have... they're just there they're not selling so they just use them sometimes they discount the price on them and so on so you you can get them and you can get them for free right so i'm not necessarily saying that that's your system right this is basically my system of capturing and storing my notes or storing what i have studied and i hope to bring that information to this podcast however every system is just a system and however you have found a way to read and understand and retain God's word, continue to do that. There's this old saying that what ain't broke, don't fix it. So if if you haven't been reading like that, this is not a plug for you to run out there because sometimes we're always looking for the new shiny thing, and what you already have is working. But and and I want to highlight this too. It's a golfing. It's something that golfers discuss, and and I found out. I said that when Tiger Woods was 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 at the top of his game. As he began to get older, he couldn't rely on raw power. So he had to change his stance and his swing. So his, his coach had to teach him how to change his swing. Now, the problem when he changes his swing is that changing his system depleted his accuracy at hitting the ball. right? So he's changing the swing so he can continue to play golf way older. right? Because when you're young, you can just knock the ball all around. But when you get older, you have to think about your shoulder and all kinds of things. So he changed his system. And you, if you know anything about Tiger's, you'd know that's probably been over a decade before you won another major title. Because when you change your swing, it takes time to get back into the groove. So I want to say to you that if, you've, if it's been working, don't break your neck to fix it. Not because you are listening to a podcast, you're going to just run over. Oh, I'm going to get this. No, it doesn't necessarily work that way. If you've been hearing from God, just reading your Bible by yourself and jotting down your notes in your book, and maybe you never see it again, work with what you're working with. Because sometimes when you change, you drop off so long that it takes you so long to get back up to a level, creating a new system that works, that it really wasn't worth it, the time, that, that those missing time that it took to figure out how to make this whole thing work. So as I said, if it's working, don't break your neck to fix it. But this is a system that I will be using to try to get information over to You Right. This is the system I'm going to be using um, in order to create my information when I read it's captured so that I can bring it over to you. So I hope that that will be a blessing for you. All right. So as I said earlier, God has blessed me with so much insight into his word. And for each, I want to release a podcast surrounding the core revelations that I receive. So whenever I'm doing a sermon, God always gives me something that is is unique to me and my context. And I want to just, because they're in books, I write them down, they're all over the place. And I don't want them to just, so I want to share them with the world what I've gotten. And that's what I'm going to be using the podcast to do, to re- release some of these revelations. And there, of course, in the future, there might be collabs with other persons just to discuss some things. But what I do, I hope you will join me on this journey. This was just the introduction to season two. I hope you're going to enjoy, um, join me on this journey and subscribe, um, subscribe. If you can, right? And support if you can. I have set a target of 24 episodes for this season and I hope to reach it. I hope you'll be there with me on this journey if God is willing that I reach it. And if I make it or don't make it, you know, if I make it or don't make it, I'll always remember um, a saying my mother used to tell me. And she used to tell that life's trials are meant to make you better, not bitter. So if this, this little thought that came to me just works out to become a trial and I don't pass it, uh, she always say, well, you know, if you even feel it wasn't meant to destroy, it was meant to make you better. So until next episode, this is Reverend Morris. See you next time on Talk About. God bless you.